You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by Monica, Not Fox, Mikey H, the OT Gourmet Geek, and David Green. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. Lovelies, and thanks for joining us on the 195th episode of Final Girls Horror Cast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. This week, we're covering two films that we selected last week from our Wheel of Terrors. I'm going to call it something Ooh. different every time. I like it. Till something sticks. Although I kind of like Wheel of Terrors. I really like Wheel of Terrors. Okay, we'll, we'll keep Wheel of Terrors. Uh, <laughs> the Midnight <laughs> Meat Train and The Mothman Prophecies. As a reminder, we do tend to spoil movies, so listen at your own risk. The Midnight Meat Train is currently available on Prime Video and Pluto TV. And in true Final Girl fashion, The Mothman Prophecies is no longer streaming for free, <laughs> but is available to rent for $2.99. What happened there, Carly? I don't know. I literally went to watch it on like Friday and it was available. And then I went to watch it on Saturday because Friday was just too much and uh, it was not available. So that's how fast it can change. <laughs> so between Friday and Saturday, <laughs> it was taken right our down. Our whole lives changed in multiple ways. <laughs> it's true. And Amy and I were like, oh, well, when do you want to record? We could record this day. And then all of a sudden I sent her a text. She's definitely in bed, probably sleeping. And yeah. I was just like... Uh, so fun fact, Mothman <laughs> Prophecies is not available anymore. The funny thing is, is you probably texted me right after I went to sleep because I <laughs> so definitely funny. still woke up super early to watch a movie that was no longer streaming. Nope. <laughs> I like, woke up and saw your text. I'm like, God damn it. I know. I know. Uh, well, that happens. It anyway, does. we watched it anyway. Yeah. You guys have seen it probably. So that's cool. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> But before we jump into today's films, let's get started with the segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is The Furies with a November 20th release date. It's written and directed by Tony D'Aquino. It's his first feature-length film. The IMDb summary is a woman is kidnapped and finds herself an unwilling participant in a deadly game where women are hunted by masked men. I'm torn on this one, Carly. It reminds me of The Hunt, except for not, obviously. Um, I do get excited whenever a trailer has me put in my birthday to make sure I'm old enough to watch the trailer. (laughs) Me too. I also get excited about that. (laughs) I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) They just do that for all Redline trailers or? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm also like, I'm going to see it probably. I mean, I think it looks good, but I'm I'm not sure if this is going to be one of those movies that makes me angry. Uh, Are we going to be doing like the weird woman victim thing? I don't know. I feel like that's the point of it is to make them seem like they're badass and not the victim. I know. But if this is like Landmine Goes Click, I'm going to be real upset. Oh, I, see. I don't yeah. think it's going to be like that. All right. I have no idea. I'm going off of nothing. I just worry. I just, I don't know what to expect. It could be awesome, 
But I also think like we're doing the woman thing a little too like much. Like the full woman. I just feel like cast. it's becoming like a weird thing. Like instead of coming up with interesting stories that are really good, we're just coming up with stories where I don't know. We like, just thrust a, bu- a bunch of women in situations where they're meant to be brutalized and tortured and they have to come into their own and fight their way out and back. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's starting to leave a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. I don't know. And this could totally not be that. But I get a little bit. I feel a little like weird about it. It could be not. It could. It could just be more upsetting than it is good. But I will say it looks nice and gory. So that's cool. It looks very gory. And um, our masks are creepy. Yeah. The masks are are. I was going to say fun, but that's not the word that I wanted to say. Um, <laughs> well, they're fun, too, if you like <laughs> dead pig faces. Dead, yeah. <laughs> they're like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'll watch it. Um, is it, do you know if it's uh, in theaters or if it's VOD? Uh, I do not. I'm going to I'm going to guess VOD. VOD because it's a fe- first feature length film. It does not look like it's a Hollywood movie. This definitely has an indie feel to it. So, cool. yeah. I'll watch it. I'll check it out. Go check out the trailer, guys. As long as you are of age. Yeah. Because if you're not, how how hard is it to, like, get past that? Like, Oh, you just, you know, make yourself older than you are. I guess. You didn't hear I, it here, though. I guess it's hard to do math if you're young, maybe. Maybe. To that extent. Could you imagine, like, you put in your actual birthday and they're like, ooh, you're too young. And you're like, oh, man. Just pick, like, 1924. Of course you're old enough at that point, right? (laughs) And then your whole computer just shuts down. (laughs) You are too old to use a computer. Yeah. Computer's broken now. Oh, What are we doing? All right. You ready? Yeah. To jump in? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Let's kick this party off. With the Midnight Meat Train from 2008. Oh, geez, Louise. I didn't even practice this, and I wrote it. You wrote um, it. Okay. With the accent I know. The I don't even know everything. what that means. Re- <laughs> <laughs> uh, directed Ruhai. by Ruhai Kitamura. Oh. 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 How did that I do? That could be how you say it. Ryuhai? I think it's Ryuhai. Okay. I'm going to take your it. word for it. I feel right. I feel good. <laughs> no about one's going to correct you right now. Not right now, but maybe later. We'll see. Possibly. TBD. Possibly. Possibly. Ryuhai Kitamura, uh, who did Godzilla Final Wars. And it was written by Jeff Bueller, who literally wrote every single horror movie that came out in the last year. Uh, no. Not really. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but he did do the Prodigy, the Pet Cemetery remake, uh, Grudge, and also the new Jacob's Ladder. So it's quite a few. A lot of remakes. Yeah. Big fan of writing remakes. Um, <clears throat> and it's based off of Clive Barker's short story, The Midnight Meat Train. There you go. The IMDb summary is a photographer's obsessive pursuit of dark subject matter leads him into the path of a serial killer who stalks late night commuters, ultimately butchering them in the most gruesome ways. So 
I put this movie on the wheel because it's been on my list to watch for a while. I know people like it. It has a fucking stupid name, though. It right. really does. I everybody that I mention this to is like, oh, I've like I know of that movie, but I've never seen it because the name is stupid. The name is really stupid. It's not a good name. It's not at all. When I put it on, Tony's like Midnight Meat Train, and then made a bunch of sex inappropriate sure. sex jokes. Yeah. yeah, as you as one would do. As you do. As you do. it makes sense. <laughs> uh, and it has a real 2008 feel. Oh my god, it, it does. Uh, which is not a good thing. No. Um, I'm gonna look up something. Yeah, I was just looking up when Drag Me to Hell was made, and it was 2009, and so that makes sense because this is 2008, and they I, both have really bad out of nowhere CGI sequences. Oh my god, I there's so many CGI notes. I wrote notes while I was watching this. I don't remember that being such a thing in the it was in, so at that time, but it really was. One, <laughs> you know what it was? Do you remember like? Back in the day, and when I say the day, I guess I mean around this time, sure. people would always complain about how the CGI was ruining horror films. Mm-hmm. And then I think we kind of forgot about that because people stopped doing shitty CGI in horror films and went back to practical effects. Yeah, people were all about that fake CGI blood, which is awful. Which is so stupid. It really Because it doesn't is. look good. And how hard is it to have fake blood? Like, it's so easy. I know. It's one of my notes was, uh, was this mo- was this movie supposed to be in 3D? And then, ah, ha, ha, that eyeball. <laughs> Something happened. Oh, the eyeball flew out. That's why I thought. I was like, oh, is this supposed to? And then I was like, and then someone fell, slipped on the eyeball. Yeah. And I was like, what is happening? Is this supposed to be in 3D? Is this supposed to be a comedy? I don't understand. It's not I- supposed to be a comedy, by the way. Okay, it's. It's entertaining. I get why people like it. But it's also not a good movie, right? Oh, no. Like, I watched it and I enjoyed watching it, but I also didn't enjoy watching it. Same. (laughs) I felt confused through a lot of it, too. Like, not about, like, the movie, but just about how I felt about the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. We have just a lovely cast. Baby Bradley Cooper. He's so baby in this. And, and what's Brooke her Shields name? Looks banging. Brooks Shields does look banging in this. What the hell? Like a lot. And what's the name of Bradley Cooper's girlfriend? Um, I just had it, and then you asked, and then I oh. forgot it. Oh. <laughs> Leslie Bibb. Yes, she's lovely. She is. She's in Trick or Treat. She's our first. Uh, she is in Trick or Treat. I murder. also know her from Popular, which was yes. a show that was on TV for a very short period of time that I loved. No, I totally remember that. Do you really? I thought I was the only person that remembered Popular. No, I absolutely remember that uh, show. And I never yeah. watched it, but I think her name was Carly in it. And I think that's why oh. I remember it. It could be. Couldn't be. I don't remember that, but it's possible. I used to love that show. It's not a good show, but I liked it. Anyway, uh, this movie. So there's a lot of like good actors in it, but the dialogue is bananas. That's great. Oh no, and her the- name was not Carly in it. By the way, her name is Brooke. I oh, looked okay. it up. <laughs> Thanks, Brooke, Carly. Brooke McQueen. 
Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Her name was Carly in Talladega Nights. That's, that's oh, okay. that's right. Yeah. Tony had <laughs> Talladega Nights in the background on yesterday. And I was like, <laughs> I just watched her in Midnight Me Train. And then I forgot what other movie I just saw her in until you said Talladega Nights. And now I remember great <laughs> riveting podcasting right now. <laughs> Moving on. Holy shit. Sorry, guys. Are I don't have to like say not. out loud everything I'm thinking. You do. But apparently also I do. <laughs> I also, um, just a note, my neighbor's dog is barking like crazy constantly. And so if that comes in, if you can hear it, I'm sorry. I literally cannot hear anything. Oh, thank God, because it's driving me crazy. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, so, yeah. So between the weird CGI, the weird dialogue, and like really bad character choices, I have a hard time with this movie. But it's still somehow interesting to watch. Mostly because I'm trying to figure it out, I guess. Yeah. Because I'm, you know it's not just like a regular serial killer. Right. I mean, because we have obviously like the guy that's driving the train is in on it that we find out later. And there's just, you're right. There's terrible character choices. Like the first one that I wrote about was the girl that almost gets attacked on her way to the subway still takes the subway i'm like i would have fucking taken a cab like yeah after that like no thank you sir first of all i would not make out with a stranger even if he just (laughs) saved me number one most people wouldn't that's not a thing people do no this movie was written by a white man that's true yes Especially if she's like a model. This movie's called White Male Privilege, the movie. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Um, in a big way. <laughs> it really in a is. really big way. It's so 2008. Like yeah. the shit would not be written today. No. Like no fucking way. Anyone's writing this movie today. No. No. Not in a what million What is with years. Bradley Cooper's character? Worst he is dude. out of fucking control. <laughs> Worst dude. He's awful. He really He's awful. is. Oh, Oh, I see some some people who are not white. They're uh, they're bad news. I'm going to follow them, and then they're certainly going to do crime, and I'm going to take pictures of it. Hey, it worked out. That's yeah. great. Oh, look, I uh, was right. <laughs> look, I was right. Oh, my wife has a friend who knows people in the art industry. How dare they not introduce me to their friends? Like, what? He multiply, multiple times he, he complains that... Their friend who has people who knows people in the art industry won't introduce him to his friends. Like it's true, how- your sense of entitlement is staggering. And then <laughs> like, she's like, "Oh, oh you shit! You need, to- you need to ask him." So I asked him. So you have a meeting tomorrow. Oh my God. How amazing! And what the fuck is the point of that wife character? Just to stroke his ego. Jesus Christ! Ugh, gross. I hate everyone in this movie, except Brooke Shields. <laughs> except Brooke Shields, who lays it down. She's amazing. She is. Love her. She's great. <laughs> yeah, not 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 a great movie for... Although it kind of makes sense. It's a Clive Barker thing. Can you think of a Clive Barker story where women are portrayed in a way that's not completely insulting? I'm waiting. No, there's always, okay. like, a character that's, like, got her shit together. But, but she's, like, like, a side character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and you see um, it for two seconds. Yeah. I mean, I guess Bradley Cooper's not really like the pinnacle of awesomeness either. No, he is really not. He, he does get progressively more and more awful. And I guess it's because he's possessed. Is he possessed? I don't think what he's is with possessed that until the scene? end. Oh, my God. I re- literally wrote most <laughs> awkward sex scene into and then it's spliced with this two- other really weird thing happening. Oh, into the super weird train sequence. Both of these movies have very strange sex scenes that are not completely unnecessary. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? Don't we'll get know. To the other one later. But the first one is like the whole beginning of this movie when he's talking to his girlfriend, wife, whoever. They're talking about how they're going to have sex. Cool. Then they have sex. Cool. <laughs> then he attacks her in in her place of business by the way yep and it's fine and they're into it and then she's not and i don't it's it feels very uncomfortable and it's supposed to i think but i'm not sure why is he supposed to be possessed at that point i don't think so i don't i really don't think he's possessed until oh you mean the then he's eating meat and stuff when he's a vegetarian like that's all before the attack happens and he has like that thing carved in his chest so maybe okay so maybe the possession happens after the thing is carved into his chest that's why they let him go yeah but before then he's not was he already like selected and they started some kind of something with him like i don't know there's just no reason for it like they should have had something happen where it's like a notable switch, but just having this weird sexual event and then him eating meat, that's all we got. Yeah. And it's seemingly out of nowhere. Yeah. They could have done way more with his obsession of the butcher. I Uh, agree. But it goes from mild obsession to major obsession overnight, and then it's over. (laughs) So like, it could have been more of a progression, I think. It's just the pacing's weird with that they don't explain it properly i mean we get the gist of it but it feels really disjointed um this is not a very well-made movie to be honest no it feels very disjointed especially because at the beginning we're led to believe that he is like super passionate about his photography and like it's the most important thing in the world to him and then all of a sudden he just sees this guy one night At the same time that he gets this like crazy art deal and all of a sudden this man is more important than like this thing that he's been working on for years. Like it doesn't feel authentic. It feels really weird. Well, I think it's because he noticed that the girl went missing and that he can see the guy. I get that 100 percent. Like, Don't don't get me wrong. If I if I. I mean, well, I guess I would probably not want to be super aggressive about it on my own. But like if I saw something like that happening or if I knew of something like that, I'd call the cops. But yeah. I would also be like, I want to fucking solve this. Some, I want to be a part of this somehow. But it wouldn't overtake my life to the point where I am like given this amazing golden opportunity of like my potential career and then just like throwing it all away to like maybe solve this. Especially because, like, at the beginning, when he goes to the cops, 
who's also in on this weird ring. Is she? Thing. Yeah, the, her necklace okay. is I the mean, same th- thing as on his ring. Got it. Okay. Um, that was a question I had because yeah. it seemed like she was, but I it was never confirmed. Yeah, the the I didn't notice a, her necklace. Yeah, I I did, and then yeah, it's the same. Um, and it's and then at the end when he's like, "We have people everywhere," I was like, "Okay, well that makes sense." Um, I don't know. It just didn't feel authentic to me. Yeah, I, I, I the reveal is fine. I don't know. It's- Why was he covered in barnacles? Because <laughs> it looks gross. I guess. He slices them off and puts it in a jar, and then we never find out why. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's a great question. I I don't have an answer, because they never explained it, because this movie is not very well written. And, like, if you found a weird book of train schedules going back to the 20s, would you automatically think, oh, my God, he's a monster eating people that he kills? <laughs> Because I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely. I would definitely jump to that conclusion. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's fun to watch, but it's not. It's not great. Guys. I will say the group death was really brutal. The woman's yeah. death in particular. Oh yeah, the deaths are super brutal if you can get over all the CGI. Especially that first one where you like really see the CG, like the head smash, I think it was. Yeah, when they hit him in the head and their head like flips around. Yeah, it wasn't even like (laughs) grotesque because it was like so cartoony. It was cartoony. Yeah. 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 You know, what's funny is that Ted Raimi is in this. Yes. Sam Raimi's brother. Mm hmm. And Sam Raimi did drag me to hell. So really, it all comes f- full circle, if you think about it. It does. I wonder if this uh, s- this story is in the Books of Blood uh, film that came out on Hulu. Oh, that's a good question. We haven't seen it yet, but I know that this is part of the Books of Blood uh, series, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so, right? Yeah. That's what your notes say that then, you copied yeah. over. So I'm guessing <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> I, I For some reason, I was really focused on the one... Uh, that they had like hired a new executive when this film was like completing production mm-hmm. and he disliked the film so much that he like only gave it a limited run in like dollar cinemas <laughs> like really setting this up yeah. for just failure yeah he, right i don't think he was wrong though no <laughs> he's like this film let's just Give it a first run in dollar theaters. Should we be calling it a film? It's a movie. <laughs> it is a movie. <laughs> Let's be real. They're different. And this is definitely a movie. I can agree with that. How I... is this supposed to be a sequel to Candyman? No I idea. trying to figure it out. No idea. And I cannot idea. figure out how this could possibly be a sequel to Candyman. I don't know. It doesn't even take place in New York. I mean, I guess that's just a script writing. I mean, in, it, in Chicago. No, me. it doesn't make any sense to me I, I trying to draw equivalents can't don't exist yeah nope not happening i uh it had some like pretty shots mm-hmm. story was fine it had some gruesome moments i really really felt like it was supposed to be a 3d movie 
It looks like it. Um, I'm glad I ticked it off the list, but I probably yeah. won't watch it again. I'm glad we watched it. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, Cl- Cl- Candyman is Clive Barker, and Candyman has some decent female characters. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I'm going to take it back. I'm going to take it back. I'm going to take back what I said about Clive Barker before. I love Candyman. We've never done Candyman, have we? Haven't we? No. <sighs> we should do Candyman. Is that streaming? I think Let's we were waiting to do it with the new one. Oh. Well, who knows when that will come out, so maybe we shouldn't hold our breath. Fuck. I think we do know. Isn't it like the end of next year or something? It's supposed to be Sad. August 2021. <sighs> it's way too fucking long. I know. <sighs> Naya, killing me. All right. Well, that's all I have to say about this one. Same. Let's close this book. Cool. Closing that midnight meat train. Bad special <laughs> effects. Weird. <laughs> I definitely. <laughs> I just turned the page in my notes and I had more notes and it says jar of nipples. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> nipples, barnacles. Who knows? They did Nipple have a really barnacles. gross uh, slice. Oh, can we actually hold the phone? Can we yeah. talk about all the naked bodies at the end of the train? Have sure. these people ever been on the subway before? Because that would not go unnoticed. Even at 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. What do you mean? All when the, does it go unnoticed? At, at the, well, like, until Bradley Cooper finds it, nobody seems to see these naked bodies. Well, I don't think that they're there until everyone's dead and then they're the naked bodies. Yeah, but there's so many of them. Yeah, it's everyone that's on the train. I just don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't we know don't, about I this. mean, it doesn't need to make sense. Nothing, nothing else in this one does. That's true. That's fair. Did you notice when they make it to like the weird mole people hideaway? That's what I'm <laughs> calling it. It's fair. That it says that it says Radio City Hall Station. No, I did not notice that. Which, what? Why are you showing me that? Does that mean that we're supposed to think that under Radio City Music Hall, there's a bunch of mole people living and eating people? I guess so. Okay. It's that simple, huh? I call bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) If you were a mole person and you were living in New York City... Is that the stop you would stay at? No. Well, maybe because it's all the where all the the rich people go. It'd be a lot of people there, though. It's too many people. Seems very populated. It's a little risky. Yeah, it's super risky. How is no one noticing you? How many of these mole people are there? It's a good question. Just a handful. <laughs> I mean, apparently they've been there a really long time. Is it just like there's a few of them alive and they don't really procreate? And so they just stay alive for a really long time. Like, no, I feel like they'd have to be pretty established at that point. All right. I guess I just don't really know how the mole people lifestyle works. I could have done with some more mole people stuff. That would have been neat. (laughs) Yeah. I could have gotten on board with that. Sure. They're very spoiled. It's like kill them, (laughs) take out their teeth, pull their fingernails, shave their heads. It's true. There's a process here. Really? Like, what kind of monster are you? Some fucking fancy ass monster. Can't even bother to kill your own prey. He needs it prepped. He, she, they. They. 
They need it prepped. I guess. I mean, I, if they're more evolved than we are, I guess that makes sense. It's not like we're going around killing and eating our own meals. Nope, not anymore. <sighs> All right. Can I be done with this now? Yes, please. Okay, okay, okay. Cool. Moving on to the Mothman Prophecies from 2002, directed by Mark Pellington, who's mainly done music videos and TV such as Cold Case, Survive, and Blind Spot. It's written by Richard Hatem, who did the screenplay uh, for Under Siege 2, Dark Territory, and TV's Supernatural, Titans, and Grimm, and it's based on the novel by John A. Keel. The Damn. IMDb summary is, A reporter is drawn to a small West Virginia town to investigate a series of strange events including psychic visions and the appearance of bizarre entities. Boom. Mercury's not in retrograde this time. She bitches. nailed it. <laughs> she nailed it. It went direct on election day, motherfuckers. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's oh, so good. Um, <laughs> so I, as I mentioned last week, hadn't seen this since the theaters in 2002. I rented it <laughs> from Blockbuster. That's how long it's been since okay. I saw it. Probably around then. Yeah. <laughs> so it's better than I remember because I remember falling asleep. This movie is legitimately why I'm terrified of bridges. Really? Yeah. I mean, I guess I could see that. I like can't handle it. Like being there's this like tiny overpass over the L.A. River that I used to leave like from work. And sometimes you would get stopped at the stoplight. And so you'd be like on that overpass and you yeah. would feel it shake. Yeah. And I just hate hated it every single like I, ugh, just thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, there's a overpass by my last job that I had. That you had to like, there was a stoplight right on top of an overpass, no and thing. it would always shake. I hate <laughs> it would that feeling. I always yeah. think about this movie. Yeah, worst nightmare. An overpass is a little sturdier than a bridge like that, though. That's true. Not like suspended or anything. Well, but still, it just takes one fucking wrong thing. It's true. Too many cars. One wrong one miscalculation. Wrong yeah. To take it all down. Yeah. I will say this uh, while I didn't uh while I did find it more interesting than the first time I saw it uh I still fell asleep multiple times watching it. I fell asleep. I think I watched this movie in three sittings. I don't know why. It's so sleepy. It's not that it's not interesting. No, it I think is. it's really interesting. But it's something to do with the sound, I think. Like the music is like I should just put on this music every time <laughs> I want to fall asleep. Totally. And it's very dark. Most of the movie is yeah. very dark. And um, I did the notes before watching the movie. And so it really, I get how the director is mostly done music videos. Sure. Um, because it is very, I don't know, there's like a strange musicality to it. There's a lot mm -hmm. of like long shots through windows, through this. And like yeah. the framing of it feels very, I don't know. It's it's well done, and yeah. I, I I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's like the mood is 
is set and the sounds go well with the shots mm-hmm. and yeah it does feel very orchestrated almost like a music video but it's moody and dark and brooding just in feel so yeah it makes me sleepy <laughs> just in Same. general it does and i don't really think this is a scary movie but it is a creepy movie it's a super creepy movie yeah um i seriously thought deborah messing was like in the whole thing when she died i was like really i don't <laughs> obviously i don't remember this movie very well because it caught I, me by surprise And what is with that? See, this movie also has a weird sex scene because they go to the the closet. Are we talking about the closet? Yes. They go to this house that they want to buy and there's a guy showing them the house and they disappear into a closet and start having sex. Well, this guy is showing them the house. It's like not the right time, guys. Like, get a hold of yourselves. And then he opens the door and like doesn't seem put off or shocked that he just walked in on this couple in the throes of passion right and he just stands there staring at them excuse you like let her put her scarf back on please (laughs) well and it's also weird because then i don't know it's like yeah we'll buy the house and i'm gonna shut the door and finish having sex like what this is like inappropriate not real life Adults, one of which is in the public eye. Mm-hmm. Like, this dude is a, a reporter on television. Like, you can't just be going around banging your wife in, in random closets. In stranger's closets. <laughs> it's not your house yet, buddy. Not your house, bro. Um. Also, it's like snowy out, icy roads. Why would you be like, how fast can you drive this thing? Yeah. Seems very irresponsible to be it's... speeding in a not SUV, especially down residential streets, mind you. Yes. In a tiny car. Dangerous. Super dangerous. And I don't understand the Mothman. Like, is the Mothman an alien? Because I think he's supposed to be, right? I think I think from from what the the very limited <laughs> the very limited research that I did um that he wasn't or the mothman wasn't described like a moth in by witnesses um it was more so described as like half bird half man mhm um and like that it would make a screeching noise. Right. So I'm assuming based on that bird factor that it relates to aliens, right? Right. I mean, I just figured that it's an alien. And especially if we have the thing that's creepy about this um, to me is like the fact that we have this weird deja vu. We have the lost time. We have, you know, people hearing things and and almost like having these premonitions about deaths that are happening and just like really creepy occurrences right that like Mm -hmm. are only happening in this one area and like that's what is just like unsettling to me yeah but i just don't understand what the the mothman comes and takes deborah messing kind of for some uh, reason. 
but yeah, not. I, I mean, flies into the car because I thought like the mo- the whole point of the Mothman was that the Mothman is not is warning of disasters. But is that what he was doing? I don't know. I really don't. I don't understand the point of this movie. What are you trying to tell us? Because he was kind of just like fucking with people more than anything. Because like Richard Gere goes and talks to that guy and the guy's like, yeah, it like warned me about things, but then I would like try to, to prevent it from happening and it happened anyways. And then I got like almost blamed for it but luckily that's didn't. true so like it's almost like a weird i don't know like you have to ignore it or you're just gonna end up in jail or people are gonna think you're crazy it like ruined his life right his wife left yeah. him yeah he lost his job he basically had to like go off the grid and now kind of the same thing is happening to richard gear except for like his wife actually died but i don't understand because she didn't have i mean we only know her for like what the first like 15 minutes of the movie barely um and we don't get any sense that she had seen the mothman previously right but then she's in the hospital and everything there just kind of happens so fast it's very very muddy we don't i so i i get where you're saying like i don't understand why we're on this journey but like once we're on the journey i'm like on i'm on board does that make sense yeah, I mean, I just don't really, like, I guess I don't really understand the Mothman <laughs> and what the Mothman wants. So but, in, I'm just pulled up the Wikipedia page because sure. I'm curious. Sure. Um, <laughs> and we know Wikipedia is always right. Exactly. So take this with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is just from the summary. In West Virginia folklore. This is why we need Justin. Damn it, Justin. I literally asked him before we started recording. I was like, what do our listeners need to know about the Mothman? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did he tell you? He was like, he's 100% real and he's your friend. <laughs> okay. Is he? So he's our friend. So he's know. good? I don't know. Um, <laughs> so I guess the Mothman in West Virginia folklore the Mothman is a creature reportedly seen in the Point Pleasant area from November 15th, 1966 to December 15th, 1967. The first newspaper paper report was published in the Point Pleasant Registrar, dated November 16th, 1966, titled Couples See Man-Sized Bird Creature Something. <laughs> okay. Um, and then it was introduced to a wider audience by Gray Barker in 1970s and then popularized by John Keel in his book from the, from 1975, um, claiming that there were supernatural events related to the sightings and a connection to the collapse of the Silver Bridge. Mm. Um, so it's kind of a little disjointed. So we have the sightings in 1966 and then a little bit later... When John Keel writes his book, he's the one that attaches it to supernatural events that so, connect to the sightings. So I don't know what's real and what's not real. I mean, if according to Justin, we should believe it's all real, I think. It's all real and he's our friend. Yeah, and he's our friend. I, I, um, I mean, because they give a name to the creature in the movie and that's Indrid Cold. Who's voiced by our director. 
And so I googled Indrid Cold because I was curious if that's a real thing that the Mothman told people once upon a time. And I don't think so. But there is a book called Visitors from Lanulos, My Contact with Indrid Cole. And it's a book written by a man named Woodrow Derenbergen, Derenberger. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and it's basically someone who believes that they were captured and brought to this world, Lanulos, that is similar to Earth. And the people that live there used to be humans from Earth, but have morphed over time, moved to this other planet um, back when we were... Apparently, we had more advanced knowledge on how to travel in space back back a while ago. <laughs> and humans moved to Lanulos and then... Um, I don't know. From what I read, the 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 beings from Lanulos are always naked and speak telepathically, and and uh, a couple other things I don't remember. <laughs> I read this a few days ago and I don't remember. But I will say that this being uh, Indrid Cole is supposedly one of the creatures that brought Woodrow to Lanulos, and uh, um. And so I don't think that Injured Cole is actually Mothman. I think that's a different being from outer space that maybe they're just referencing in this movie by giving the Mothman that name. Gotcha. Yeah. Or not. Well, or not. I'm maybe not, this being is Injured Cole. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not seeing anything um, attached to the Mothman about that, but apparently... Right. Uh, they uh, seem very separate. Yeah. Um, apparently the couples that like saw... It said police or told police that they saw a large gray creature with red eyes when the like when the when the headlights were pointed at it, which makes sense, right? If it was like an animal because of their glowing eyes, essentially. Sure, sure. Um, but they described like a large flying man with ten foot wings following their car, and uh, apparently, two volunteer firefighters saw a quote-unquote large bird with red eyes. But apparently, <laughs> there is an actual unusually large heron mm. in that area. Sure. Uh, I think they said that, like, all of the sightings fit what's called a sandhill crane. <laughs> sure. I've seen uh, a sandhill crane. Yeah. So, like, it, it looks – it's about as tall as a man with a seven-foot wingspan. Yeah, they're very large. And uh, it does have, like, a reddish coloring around the eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, like, may have wandered out of its migration route um, and <laughs> happened upon these people. Yeah, that um, seems more likely to me. The what? That seems a little more likely to me. Yeah. And yeah. I think yeah. um, the guy that wrote the novel tried to connect this, like, bridge collapsing to the same kind of sighting. Um, and at the end of the movie, it does say, like, that the cause of the bridge was never determined. But, like, the real silver bridge collapsed due to a failure of one of the eye bars. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, since that failed, it couldn't hold the traffic 
it was it was too heavy right. for it, so it collapsed. Yeah. There's too much traffic. The built the bridge was not built properly Designed for that much. That. Yeah. Yes. So um not Mothman, just No. Faulty engineering. Yeah. So I, I guess really what I'm trying to come what I'm trying to say, which I'm not saying very well, but in conclusion of this analysis that we've just performed. <laughs> It's not like they're taking actual things that happened. It sounds like they're making up stuff to make it scarier. And they probably just could have done a better job of that. I, okay, I can agree with the scary point, but I still think this movie is very creepy. No, 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 not that it could have been scarier, that it could have made more sense. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's plenty creepy. The, I don't remember this the as much creepy as there was. Like, there's some cool, like, the phone call with Richard Gere, um, where you know he's picking a random sentence in a book under the bed, and the and the thing can read it, and he has it the the voice analyzed, and it's electronic something. Although, did you notice when he takes the recording of the voice to this like? I don't know. What is this? Like a, a voice analysis center? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Did you notice there's just a guy there running his finger along the rim of a glass <laughs> next I'm, to a microphone? I did not. I, What's that I guy doing? Not. <laughs> <laughs> What's that guy doing? He's is playing the job? glasses. Is that a job? You work in the voice analysis uh, group and you sit there with a microphone and run your finger around the rim of a glass oh my god that's so funny is that a job yes can i get that job how much yes, is that job you're pay? hired you're Thanks. hired <laughs> it's like what the fuck is that guy doing <laughs> that can't be a real thing that people do it's just so random did they like set up that scene and this guy was like all right what should i be doing he's like you got a glass there he's like yeah just improvise with it all right oh that's so funny <laughs> i'll bring my finger around that makes sound that's not distracting <laughs> so weird and then we have laura linney she's Who's great just, she's just great we just love Laura Linney. We love her. And yeah, she has a, a, a little weird moment, too. With she's her dream. Weird moment. Oh, Premon- yeah. Premon- Premonish- Premonitions. What's, yeah. Is Premonition. that? Yeah. Yeah. Because she's number 37. But she makes it. Wake up, yeah. 37. Wake up, 37. Although, your notes that you save says that there was actually 46 people that died so why did they make it less bad i don't know in the movie (laughs) there's very many inconsistencies with the quote-unquote real happenings and then the not real happenings. 46 people actually died when this bridge collapsed let's make it less scary and say 36 people died what for what purpose unknown unknown 37 (laughs) sounds good 36 is a scarier number than 46. 46 is too even. (laughs) 36 is slightly less even. It feels right. (laughs) 36 seems like a scarier number because six can be broken down 
and three, if you make three threes, then it's six, and then you could have six, 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 and then it could be the number of the beast if you think about it hard enough and then don't think about it really at all. That is really interesting, though. I'm wondering, um, did he get did he get a number or was it just? Um, what do you mean? Did he get a number? You know how you know how in his other like premonition things or the other ones that are going on, there's like a number of people that died, like ninety nine people. Plane crash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Did he get a number for the bridge? Because I'm wondering if maybe they just changed it because he like saved a bunch of people or no, something. I don't okay. think so. Okay. So then I got nothing. Yeah, I know. I don't I don't remember him getting a number. But like I said, I kind of fell asleep a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> missed a couple things, maybe. Because a lot of it's very similar. I think I missed a few moments, too, because when... I fell asleep. I obviously had to go back and like rewind. I think maybe it's a little too long. Yeah. And we have a lot of hotel scenes. A little too many hotel scenes. And then like, I don't really understand him and Laura Linney's relationship. Like, are they together? It was very weird. Are they like together? I will. It's like they're together, but we don't actually see them together. Yeah. They get very close sometimes, but nothing happens. Oh, weird. Um, I will say that when Laura Linney was describing her dream, I immediately was like, oh, yeah, because she goes into the water at the end. Which, by the way, is another character decision that I don't understand. She's, like, telling people to get off the bridge, but then she gets in her car. Like, no, get get off the bridge and use someone's phone and call your station. You don't need to get in your car when the bridge is... Well, it's 2002. Not everyone had cell phones back then, though. Not everyone, but you know, like, somebody did. Hmm. I did. This didn't take place in November 1966. Well, that's what I'm saying. It didn't take place then. No. But, like, most people didn't have cell phones in 2002. I don't know. I had, all my friends had cell phones. Hmm. I didn't. I didn't have that. I mean, I guess I had some friends with cell phones, but this is a small town in West Virginia. Where are they going to get cell phones? Yeah, in 2002. I had, like, my family had a Nokia that I got to take sometimes. Like, <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. Someone is going to have a cell phone. It's going to have a sure, phone. Sure, but it's not like everyone has a cell phone. No, Where no, she no, can no. yell, does anyone have a Nokia brick I can Qu- borrow? Question. Are yeah. the, your car is in the middle of a bridge that's going yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Are you getting in the car for any reason? Or are you getting the fuck off the bridge? I'm getting the fuck off the bridge. That's, what I, that's all I'm saying. I know. I there understand other cops, what you're saying. There are other cops but around I'm just that saying, area. like, maybe that's her only option to really call for backup or whatever. She is not the only police officer in the area. There's got to be other police officers. She can use their situation. And what is she going to get on the thing? You can't just assume that someone else is going to call for backup. You have to make sure that someone's coming. I, I'm sorry, but I, you're not going to do much help in the water. Well, and nobody was answering her call anyway. Get the fuck <sighs> off the bridge. It made no sense to me. I was very frustrated. I was like, and why are you in the car? None like, of it makes sense. Literally when- shit is snapping. You can hear steel bars yeah. snapping. Well, nobody's really running. Makes no sense to me. Nobody's really trying to get out of there as much as they should be. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Well, Richard Gere's running around it. yelling at everyone to run, run away. 
and uh, and maybe they just think he's crazy. I don't know, man. Maybe it's because I've seen this movie, but like I'm on a bridge and someone tells me to get off. I'm getting the fuck off the bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this Uh, movie's weird, Carly. I don't know. It is. It's fine. I'm not gonna watch it again, probably. To be honest, I mean, if you I wish to we go had to Justin sleep, here, he would have explained the whole thing to us. He would have. He's probably listening to this episode, screaming at us right now. Oh, I'm sure he is. I'm, <laughs> I'm so sure sorry. he's screaming. It's his own fault. He was invited. You were invited. He was invited to fix this, and he chose not to. We gave him the chance. We gave him the chance. You know why he didn't want to? Because he heard we're doing trailer trash talk still. Oh. And he wants no part of Trailer Trash But I also asked for notes. I didn't get any. My goodness. It's his own fault. It's his own dang fault. It's his own dang fault. If this episode sucks, it's Justin Lore's fault. Go ahead. (laughs) Write him an email. All right. That's all I got. That's That's all all I got for this one. All right. Close that book. How are you doing over there, Carly? Oh, my God, guys. We had the craziest... Was it yesterday? I don't know. All the days uh, blur week? together. Two days ago. No, because today's Monday, right? Yeah. Okay. Yesterday. Did, I don't even know if I told you this. That hmm. Yesterday was wacky. Oh, I told you my power went out. Yeah, you did tell me your power went so out. So I come home. Apparently, my power was out from like 2 p.m. till after 6 p.m. And that's fine, whatever. Like, I go get food. I can't come back, and it's on again. So all is right in the world. And then uh, there was an earthquake, and it originated, like, four miles from my house. So I felt it. And then (laughs) I was like, I'm pretty sure that was an earthquake. And I went on Twitter to find out what it was, where it was, all the details. And uh, I found out that in four miles other like down the street from me in the other direction there was a sinkhole <laughs> oh my god so <laughs> jesus uh mothman is it the mothman <laughs> is the mothman there definitely the the mothman oh did you get any weird phone calls um i mean maybe but i don't answer my phone so did indrid indrid cold didn't leave you a voicemail <laughs> he hates me because he's like oh. answer your phone god damn it i'm like no i don't do that <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So yesterday was exciting. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. I know. I don't and have it, much to report. Nothing? I watched The Queen's Gambit, which is fantastic on Netflix. Recommend. I uh, I watched the first episode. I need to finish it. My cat is snoring. I hear her, I think. She's... I've been... I keep pushing her awake and she just keeps falling right back asleep and snoring. <laughs> She's so fat that Good she girl. makes a lot of noise when she snores. Um, and then, I mean, I haven't really done much else. I'm kind of just doing as little as possible. Same. <laughs> I, I am trying to catch up on Supernatural. Oh, okay. Is that possible? Yes, because I'm on season 13. I'm like halfway through season 13. How many seasons are there of that show again? Like 70? There might be. There's either 15 or 16. Oh, okay. Because they're ending this month. And so that's why I'm trying to catch up. Why did I think there were way more seasons than that? Um, because it's... Are I mean, you it's sure been there's on only 16? No. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm looking it up right now. Because that shit's been on since I was in high school. I know 
It's not. It's been on since 2005. Oh, I thought it was on before then. Um, episode guide. How many episodes? Oh, there's only 15 episodes or 15 seasons. Oh, crazy. I mean, only. I thought That's there a were really way more. Time. Excuse my yawning. Oh, my God. It's dark out. So my brain is like, turn off, go to sleep. <laughs> Same. It's like it's too late for you. Um, so I think the last episode is going to air. It was supposed to air in the spring, but COVID. So mm. now it's uh, airing on November 19th. So I have 10 days. I think I can do it. I'm yeah. really good at binging. There you go. I had it on uh, while I was working one day and I was I cried. <laughs> it's like I would like catch certain air- things and I just would like start crying because oh bad things would happen. Mm-hmm. It's a great show. I forgot how much I liked it. No, oh, I tried watching it and I couldn't get into it. It's real good once you're like in it. It's hard to see Dean not be Dean. And then there's another guy named Dean. And I'm real confused when I watch it. See, I hadn't watched Gilmore Girls when I started watching Supernatural. And mm. to me, Dean from the Gilmore Girls was dude from Friday the 13th. So ah. there was a lot of, like, he was fr- dude from Friday the 13th, and then he was Sam on Supernatural. Sure. And then he was Dean. But then sure. I called him Sam anyway. But really, he was Dean first. He was Dean first, because he, he was a first. baby when he was Dean. Such a little baby. Oh, my God. I couldn't I couldn't get over it when I watched it. <laughs> I was like, look how tiny he is. But he's still a giant. He's still a giant. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's riveting podcasting. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's more things that I need to report, but not really. Right now, I'm drinking something different. I made up a drink. It might be a real drink. I'm sure it exists, but I've never had it before. Tell me about it. And I've it. never heard of it. It's Crown Royal with orange bitters and soda water. Oh. But it's vanilla Crown Royal. Ooh, fancy. Mm-hmm. That sounds really mm-hmm. good, and I want one. It's, it's tasty. Make you one. Come visit. Okay. All right. Is that it? Did you ever watch Should we the spin craft? the wheel? I haven't, but you watched the new craft, didn't you, Carly? I did. I watched it. Was uh, it so awful like you thought? It was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was. You liked it. It's still not great. No. You liked uh, it. The second half. Okay. So I texted you when I was watching it. Don't tell me too much. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I don't want to spend $12 on it. <laughs> that's why I... That's why I uh, was going to wait. So we'll we'll continue this conversation. But I will say I it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Not as bad. Boom. <laughs> Take that, Carly. Still not horror in my eyes. Yeah. In any shape, way, or form. But. That's fine. The first half is good. Cool. Okay. Let's spin. I'm ready. We're spinning on just the wheel. Watch. Okay. Are you really going to check this time? I checked last time. Mm-hmm. A likely story. I still had to pay for Mothman prophecies. Hey, so did I, because I've waited a freaking day. <laughs> Stupid Fubo. All right, here I go. Ready? Okay, go. Set. Spin. Scanners. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Scanners is currently streaming on HBO Max. Nice. Okay. Scanners and... 
Justin gets another chance. Legion. Oh, oh God, I hope. You think okay. he'll come oh. on this time? Not the one with Dan Stevens, although that's the no. one that popped up. Ooh. Can we do that one? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Uh, Legion is streaming on Sling and USA Network. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What's Shut happening? <laughs> There's an ad on the wheel thing. And so if I close it when I'm still recording, it'll play an ad. And that was an ad for some kind of video game with a dragon. <laughs> so like we were it. listening to dragon sounds. Do you have either of those things? A dragon? Sling or USA Network? Oh, you need no. Should we try again? Yeah, because I don't think anybody that I know has that. Okay, hang on. The dragon thing is still playing. <laughs> yes. Tell me more, dragon friends. This is a, this is a professional podcast. <laughs> Get I'm out not, of here, dragon. I'm not cutting it. I'm not editing it out. I don't, don't, we deserve I need it. it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. All right, let me, I have to go in and edit because I need to get rid of the things we already got here. Delete scanners and, gosh darn it, what was the other one? Legion. Midnight Meat Train still on oh. here. And Moth. Mo as Mothman. as the gentleman as the gentleman from Blockbuster called it the mothball prophecies the mothball prophecies okay, I rented rid Suburbia and the Mothman prophecies and he read them back to me because remember how they would open them and like read back what was in there yeah he read back to me Sabrina and the mothball prophecies <laughs> <laughs> and I said yep those are them <laughs> those are go. the movies okay here we go okay. Movie number two. The Babysitter, Killer Queen. Oh, well, that's on Netflix. I don't even need to, that one, yeah. to Google that. Full on Netflix. Awesome. There you go. The Babysitter, Killer Queen. Yep. All right. Ow, ow. That's fun. That's exciting. Scanners and the Babysitter Killer Queen go perfectly together. They're like a match we, made in heaven. We couldn't have paired that better. We couldn't have. If we picked them ourselves. It's true. Something the, to look forward to. The, the wheel of thrills and chills. <laughs> <laughs> now we're adding to it? I thought we've settled on the wheel of thrills. We'll, no, wheel no. of tears. But the for wheel some tears. reason. <laughs> new name is the wheel of thrills and chills. Love it. Uh, all right. So until next week, when we discuss the babysitter, killer queen, and scanners. Nailed it. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye. Bye.